Yeah, alrighty, hey, 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 how are ya? I want to say thanks a lot for stopping by to check out my podcast. My name is Mr. K, and of course, folks call me the Cool K, and I love that so very, very much. It makes me feel good. All right, so nice to have you on Thinking Out Loud with Mr. K on Mr. K24 Radio. Mr. K24 Radio, that's where you're getting me at on YouTube. Just go to the search and type Mr. K24 Radio. MR for Mr. KAY for K24 for 24. And of course, Radio. Mr. K24 Radio. That's how you get me on my YouTube channel. But if you're going to get me, you know, get my audio podcast. Just go to Anchor FM, type on the search, you know, Mr. K24 Radio. And once you do that, a whole bunch of my audio podcasts are going to come in your face. You cannot miss that, okay? They'll be right there for you. Make a choice which one to listen to. When you're done with that, who says you cannot listen to another one? So basically, that's the menu I'm offering you uh, on my audio podcast as well as my video podcast especially my channel on youtube mr k24 radio that's it so if you're watching on youtube right now i need you to do me a favor subscribe to the channel hit the subscribe button now once you're done with that hit the notification bell guess what it it doesn't mean you're paying me any money if you're subscribing to my channel you're also not paying YouTube any money for subscribing to my channel or any channel for that matter. So basically, you're helping me to up the ante and elevate this, the standard and the viewership of this particular channel, Mr. K24 Radio. Okay, you and I, we've been friends for a long time now, haven't we? So please subscribe right now. Hit on that subscribe button. And then the notification bell, you can never go wrong. So what am I thinking out loud about today? I'm thinking out loud about the International Day of the Girl. Um, That day was actually on the 11th of October, the year of our Lord 2020. Now, statistics have it that you have um, about 1.1 billion girls all over the world under the age of 18 at the moment. Now they are poised to become uh, the generation of female leaders, entrepreneurs, and of course, change makers uh, the world has ever seen. Now that is coming from no one else. It is coming from the United Nations. And of course you have UNICEF also uh, doing the same thing. Now the theme for this year's International Day of the Girl is my voice, our equal future. Progress for adolescent girls has not kept pace with the realities they face on a daily basis, okay? And COVID-19 has reinforced many of these gaps. Now, this year, under the theme, My Voice, Our Equal Future, let us seize the opportunity uh, to be inspired by what adolescent girls see as the change that they want, okay? The solutions are big and small. They are leading and demanding across the globe. Okay, now in 2020, we're commemorating 25 years of the adoption of the Beijing Declaration and Platform for Action, the Global Agenda for Advance and Rights Empowerment of Women and Girls, 
everywhere. Generation Equality was also launched in early 2020 as a multi-year, multi-partner campaign and movement for bold action on gender equality. Now, a clear narrative and actions related uh, to the needs and, of course, opportunities of the adolescent girls and their solutions is central to the Generation Equality mission. Now, there are three things peculiarly that the girls are looking for, uh, live free from gender-based violence, and of course, the harmful practice and HIV and AIDS. Learn new skills towards the future. They choose, and of course, lead as a generation of activists accelerating social change. You might want to know what social change is in the equation. Social, social change is basically any change or alteration uh, you know, in the social system, the social system here being the society as it were. Girls do have a right, they own it, the right to be equal to the boys. Women have the right to be equal to the men. But you know, I'm not an expert in this field, I'm a dad with some two beautiful daughters, I love them, okay, but I would not in any way be a party to making their lives a misery. Hell no, that cannot happen to me under my watch. Okay, so I expect everyone, whether you've got daughters or not, just be nice, kind, supportive to the girl child. You know, I can't say much about this, but I have someone on the line. I've just gotten in touch with her. She's in Port Harcourt, River State, South, South Nigeria, somewhere in West Africa. Now, she is somebody who has done quite a lot in championing, uh, championing the cause of the girl child. She even wrote a book, amazing book that is, and I know she's got a whole lot to say about what she has been able to achieve, what she's planned to achieve, and of course, if she can chip in one or two areas where she thinks the girl child is not having it that good at the moment. So, Angela, how are you doing? Good evening, Mr. K. How are you doing, too? <laughs> I'm doing great, Angela. Nice to have you on the show. Thanks a lot for being part of this conversation again today. Now, you must have heard my intro, and um, I'm just asking you because you are what I would call an expert in this field compared to me. All right, so, Angela, yes, by your own assessment, what is the situation with the girl child in Nigeria at the moment? Thanks for this privilege, Mr. K. Can you talk a bit louder, yeah, Angela? Okay, thanks so very much, Mr. K. My pleasure. Yes, you're giving us intro on the Gal Child, the provision of the, the International Day of the Gal Child by the United Nations. That's right. Which everyone knows, of course, there are people who do not understand this, and we are still advocating and reaching out to people so they would understand the situation of things and how the girl, uh, the natural day of the girl child came to be. Now you've asked about the situation. Yeah. We know that every girl, just like the boy, has one or two, uh, two challenges or more. And as it were, in our present situation, we have seen that girls really have problems. They have financial problems, they have educational problems, they have psychological, emotional, whatever kind of challenges or problems that you can think of. Now, the girl child is peculiar, like you rightly said. 
and she should be encouraged just like a born child. Now, with the recent development in the country, we talk about the rate of young people, young girls, even babies. It's alarming the situation report that we've got on radio and television and even the ones we see happening around our facilities in our various communities. So it is ceremony or veterans for parents and guardians, not only parents and guardians, but also teachers at the school and our leaders, religious leaders and other leaders in other spheres of life. They should encourage this these girls, they should be able to impact them, they should be able to inspire them, they should be able to have a, um, a, 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 a source of livelihood. Giving them a source of livelihood is making the environment friendly, making their environment peaceful, and providing their needs, their educational needs, their health needs, their material needs. Of course, not something that will endanger their lives. So presently, the situation is that most girls have dropped out from school and have been abused, even in their homes, by uncles and relatives, even some, some persons, their fathers, with them, which is supposed not to be. But there are other areas we'd like to talk about as we proceed. All right, so Angela, um, let's just go straight into um, uh, the book you wrote. You know, what's the title again? Is it The, um, the Total Girl or something? Yes, sir, you are correct. They talk to girls. So, what inspired you to put that work together? I beg your pardon. I said, what inspired you to put that work together, the book? Okay, the book "They Talk to Girls" came as a result of me thinking about my daughter. I am not afraid to talk about my challenge. I had challenge in my relationship, and I've been trying. My daughter was not with me. I, I thought about her and I felt I should really have torch, hog, you know, kisses and all of that. She wasn't with me before she crossed to two years. So uh, one of the things in her seventh year, you know why not with me, I thought about her so quickly and I was worried. I had anxiety. But then, this thought came into my heart. Why don't you write the book, The Total Girl? What do you deserve of this child? Her name is Amelia Gates, about 350. What do you deserve of her? What do you pray and ask God for to help her to become in the future? And then I said, okay, I will do that. So I started compiling the pages. You know, not just the pages, the, the work, the questions were coming. I was just putting them down for some weeks and some months. And at the end of the day, the work I started in 2007, I was able to put finishing touches in 2008. And then it was on sale on the 2016 of April 2008. So that was how the inspiration came about. All right, let, 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 that, that, that bit about your book for now is okay. And let us venture out of that particular work right now. Uh, one of the problems that the young people, you know, including the boy child, uh, the, one of the biggest problems they're having at the moment is the issue of not finding accurate role models to inspire them. Many of these girls don't have mentors. 
that could help to nurture them into very successful human beings irrespective of their sex. So what do you think is getting more and more difficult to find positive role models that our girls can emulate and try to learn a thing or two about going forward with their own lives? Okay, um, you've actually pointed out something very pertinent. Every one of us do need to have a mentor. People who are married should have mentors. Those in both countries should have mentors. Like, I'm proud to say that you have been one of my mentors <laughs> when I talk about broadcasting. Thank you, Angela. You, you were a brilliant student back so, in the day. One of my favorites. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, talking about uh, mentorship, what has really put difficulties for some of these girls is so that most girls and boys do not have mentors. I tell you, a handful of boys and girls who really know what they want and because of the kind of family they come from, they are able, they are exposed to people who, who are mentoring them at school, in the church, in the community, in the social uh, clubs, in the social clubs like uh, the Girl Guide, the Boy Scouts, the Girl Scouts, and other organizations. So it is pertinent for a girl to have a mentor. And you'll find it that today, or in this present uh, day, we do not have parents, not even talking about guardians, but some sort of parents who do not have the time to actually address the problems of these young people. Some of them because of jobs. The father is working and when he's not in the country, he's outside or outside the state where the family lives. And then the girls will have the actual opportunity. But those I want to advocate that parents and even guardians and even teachers to the school and even in the religious sector, they should be able to encourage these young people, inspire them, show them love, show them care, give them attention. Children, young people need attention. So when all of these are done, they will be able to be better persons. In the future. Mm. Interesting, isn't it? Now, if you follow what um, what's on the news, you know, both locally and internationally, uh, my state of origin, which is Edo State, for starters, um, there's this very, very negative um, notion about what an average Edo girl becomes at the end of the day, because they are traveling to Europe and getting involved in sex slavery or getting involved in prostitution in major cities in Europe and then sending monies home you know for the family extended family and all, all, all what you have to uh, pretty much begin to execute major projects on their behalf so in other words it is becoming something that some girls look forward to if they're not doing so well in school they are likely to start considering traveling to Europe, you know, maybe Italy, maybe Spain, maybe Austria, any of those countries in Europe, sometimes even the UK. So what we have in Edo State right now is a case of um, misplaced mentorship. That's how I would call it. I have seen mothers who actually go out of their way to 
to prepare their daughter, their girl child for prostitution. So, so much damage is being unleashed on the girl child in this state, at those states. But I also know because Portacord is my second home, I also know that Portacord has a reputation too uh, uh, with, with women. Um, why do you think this situation is persisting? Is it that there are no opportunities out there enough for the girl child to become something else or what? very much. I am aware of the situation in a day. Uh, it's not just particular with a state. It's across borders. It's across all the states of the Federation and the United States. Generally in Africa, you can talk about our West African countries like other countries like Ghana. Much is not talked about of Ghana. But then other countries like Kenya and Congo um, uh, Brazzaville and some other, one of these are smaller African countries. So it's not just secular with a distinct look, but I'm, I am aware of this particular fact. I wouldn't want to say that it's a good thing in the first place to get to it. Prostitution is not something we should, we should allow to happen in our society. And as it were, every vote mother or father should be able to bring up their children in the fear of God. When we say the fear of God, you might be an artist but you don't believe in God but you have morality. You have good moral discipline. You should be able to invite that, impact that on your children. So it's not to say prostitution is good, but yes, some young people look forward to such things as these. But it's not just the best. So, but to me, I would like to encourage parents to desist from preparing their children for persecution. And of course, every parent must be on deck. We should make a society that is place to be there. Our government policies should provide every necessary thing, social medicine for these young people. And then we hear about the girls and boys talking out from school, particularly the girls, because I wrote in my book, Girl as a Square. Sometimes young people, the girls particularly, are not just taken care of, they neglect them. Some people believe that it is just the boys that are important than the girls. That's not true, and that shouldn't be true. So these children should be protected, they should be loved. When you love the child and you're able to provide, even if, even if not everything that that child needs, I tell you, your love covers everything. Your attention covers everything, like I earlier mentioned. So these are the things that should be done. The government policies, uh, policies should be changed. It should be possible. The little girls are thriving. I think young people talk, talk, and learn on the road, on the street. We are trying to guard uh, uh, against all of these because of the dangers and so this is funny. And the some of them have been raped, some of them molested, some of them kidnapped, and all of that murdered. Some of them who are sent to go to the farms to have their stuff have been raped right there on the farmland, which is not proper. It's really disgusting. So we should be able to provide all of these from the culture, give them better education, encourage them, inspire them, and them, even by our own personal way of living. 
We as mothers, as fathers, we should be responsible to take up this challenge. All right, so um, if we were to assess the, the level of, uh, you know, uh, should I say participation in helping to raise the, 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 the wherewithal, in able to, being able to raise this quality of life that our girls are being exposed to, what do you, do you think are the critical areas in terms of what's not there that ought to be there, we should benefit the girl child in our society today? It's a very good question. Number one, education. Education should be free for all. I think what for some of the states who have been educated in the Child Rights Act, in the sense that there should be free education, health, and all the social amenities should be provided. We are doing it as I will speak, as I knew in the last uh, decade. I think they were able to carry on the Yes, the other states should also invite. They should provide all of these amenities. And young people should have mentors, starting with their parents. Some of them, their parents have died, they have guardians. And when we talk about abuse of girls and boys by uh, uncles and aunties or their spouses, I want to encourage the, the society, people who are still doing such evil acts to persist. So we should provide all of these young care and the social amenities for those children to strive to be in touch with so they will actually need a good life. So we should also encourage them to work with their hands. If you are able to uh, a child, whether a boy or a girl, you should be able to encourage him or her to do that which you so desire. And the need and the, uh, the, the criticism and also the passion for telling children who want to, who want to study law or medicine or even go into theater arts, we should be able to guide and study and accordingly. If you look at a child and she's able to do the hard work, why not encourage her? Let her have the foundational study and then go into whatever she desires. By transferring, we'll be able to help them to be where they should be, to become the total uh, uh, men and women that they should be. And you see, in our society, a lot of people are still holding on to their cultural beliefs, self-medicalization. All of these do not really overwhelm the children. And that's why some of them will just run out from the home, run out from that village. No such is forbidden as to where they can have freedom because they really want to be subjected to all of these abnormal and wicked cultures. And then tight marriages is another thing. So when we are able to set all of these, it takes uh, the rightful access to all of those things, I tell you, they wouldn't have the need to run out from the home or be upset or be psychologically traumatized or even emotionally traumatized. Wow. Now, you and I know, Angela, that one of the biggest problems of women is the issue of sexual harassment. The girl child, especially in the later classes in the secondary school, they start being harassed by male teachers, sometimes, if it is a co-educational institution, sometimes from, from classmates and seniors in school. And then in, this, in the family level, you know, there ought to be a place of succor for the girl child. She's also exposed to sexual 
harassment here and there. Some people have advocated that the penalty for sexual harassment should be a very, very high one, as high as what people have to contend with when they commit capital crimes, you know, crimes that involve taking of lives and some other very severe infractions or criminal infractions. Now, what do you think the society should do to put a stop to sexual harassment? I have seen colleagues as a broadcaster, female colleagues who are facing sexual harassment from their bosses, sometimes for, from bosses as high as directors. Do you understand, Angela? So, so what do you think should be done to put paid to sexual harassment? Okay, yes, sexual harassment happens even in the first place. Sexual abuse of girls and boys. But today we are talking about the girl side. And like I always say, we shouldn't undermine the, 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 the boys. They are also important. Because when we talk about the sexual abuse of girls, we should also know that boys are also abused by women and girls as well. Yeah, that's right. And so the girls, yeah, sexual harassment happens in the school, in school education or institution. Even if girls in boarding schools, in girls, girls don't just the girls who have less than there. And they try to, you know, abuse younger students. This is what they're And some of the older students just have some you know, enough themselves to the feeling of these younger people. And that sets a negative speech for these younger ones. So I would like to say that in view of the fact that all of these things are happening and people are still at the basis against sexual harassment and abuse, it is said that we should be our teachers and advocacy on sex education. Some parents are afraid to teach their children sex education. Some mothers feel shocked about this. This is a period you will have your menses, you know, you have no clothes, it's a monthly thing, and it shows you are a woman, and then they feel to wish the body parts of the girl. Then we have vagina, her clitoris, her vulva, her pubic hair, you know, all that concerns her. We shouldn't be afraid. So we should be able to teach these people, these children. So from the very tender age, in the way that they will understand, even by practicalizing it, using those, uh, maybe adults to teach them how to start their parts, their sanitary parts, and all of that. And then the places that they should not allow any man to touch them. They should not speak on the lives of any man. So when we are able to teach them all of these, they will be able to invite. And then also telling them to scream or shout or never to go to places that are lonely, where boys and men will take advantage of them, and not to mingle with people that will tell them to do it evil, following friends who they are not sure of. And that is why parents should, uh, should try and see that they monitor the movement of their children prayerfully 
and be strength to your children's strength. Now repeat that again. They should be strength and their children's strength. Because when we are strength, we will their children's strength. We will be able to know what that child or this other child, what his background or her background is. And if the background of that child and the child's behavior is not in tandem with them, then they should assist or encourage their children or their daughter not to follow such friends. So these are some of the things we should do. Having known fully well that sexual harassment exists, and for those who commit the crime, like we have always said, lots of voices have said the children has to be said. The children to serve as veterans to other people. Because when you sexually abuse a minor, you have dehumanized her. You have forced her future. Some children have died as a result of rape. Some children have died as a result of maybe a man using something to cook her private parts. And some parents who abuse their children for short purposes just because they want to have quick money. If these people are found, they should be incarcerated. They should face the rest the full of the law. Mothers shouldn't be afraid of handling this issue. They should do it in, in a friendly manner, manner and be friends with their daughters. I don't know how it's difficult for a mother to be friends with her daughter. Not just only her daughter, even if it's not her biological daughter. There are other girls that we women can mentor. We can fully love with them encourage them with love and spread them and in fact lead them in the right direction. Wow. That, that, that's so much true, um, Angela. Um, you know, we can talk about this like for three days and there's so much more to say. But we also need to co consider the, the audience and let's keep it the size of the content we are giving out a bit um, smaller. That's for me, not you. Hello? Hello. I said that's, that, that's me, not you. Now, what I'm saying is that uh, if not for the reason of, of keeping this a bit short and simple, we could talk like three days about this matter and there will be so much more to say. Um, you know, it's not the first time you are uh, featuring in my podcast. I'd like to thank you again for the other time when you featured, you know, uh, on this same podcast, Thinking Out Loud with Mr. K24 Radio. It was a delight having you as a guest on that day and that's the way it is again today it is always a delight to have you on the show but lastly lastly can you say a thing or two about the NSAS nationwide protest by youths in this country last last you didn't get that yes I'm saying if you could say a word or two about the ongoing end SARS, you know, demonstration all over the country. Okay. I'd like to encourage everyone to try and support the government, to support the police as they please first. And I think of the work that you, the IG, to do. We should all be, uh, all have to be on deck. We should try and keep the society free from harm. We should love ourselves, our forever 
Many thanks to you, Angela Etunkwa. I hope I got your second name correctly. Oh, thank you. You're a lifesaver. Thank you. Angela, many thanks to you for being part of the podcast today. We appreciate, uh, you know, your time always. And of course, uh, there's so much more to talk about. There are several other issues we are going to have to do our podcast about in the days, in the weeks, in the months, and of course, in the years to come. And I'm counting on you, Angela, you're going to be there, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. Um, Angela, um, you know, uh, uh, a teacher, a broadcast journalist, a motivational speaker, and of course, an author. You also heard her. She is also a mother and a wife. So, total woman right there, right? Angela, did you get that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, I get that. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for being part of the show. I appreciate you. All right. Thinking Out Loud with Mr. K24 Radio right here on my podcast, uh, audio podcast. You can reach it. Go to Anchor FM and just type, listen carefully, Mr. K24 Radio. MR for Mr. K-A-Y for K24 for 24. And, of course, radio. Voila, like they say in French. It comes right at your face. I'll meet you again in another podcast. Bye, Angela. Bye, everyone.